What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Major League Rugby fans, to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. I'm Rob Hammerschmidt from Hammer Rugby, and joining me tonight as uh, my fellow troublemaker is Scott, the big guy, Ferrara. Uh, he is the admin of the Rooney uh, fan fan page and, uh, of course, the Rooster Boosters. So um, tonight... Ty Braga will not be joining us. He is a little under the weather. So Scott and I are going to do the best job we can to fill in his massive shoes. Um, and right now, anybody who's followed us for the last couple months will notice that our logo has changed. And I'm going to give Scott a moment to just talk a little bit about why we have changed to the rugby rant. Take it away, Scott. So just so people who haven't been following or if you have been following a little too closely, maybe, uh, we did change our uh, our vision of what we want to do here. We are now the Rugby Rant. We're talking about rugby in all of North America. Our tagline is we're trying to build rugby one fan at a time. Um, so you're going to see that from now on, we're going to be the Rugby Rant. You can follow us at Rugby Rant Pod on all social media. Um, we're going to be doing the Spotify playlist. We're doing the regular rug pass and kick options uh, videos we've been doing um, since we started. We're still going through to our regular rants. Um, so please stay tuned for all that new content. And just so you guys know, today's episode is brought to you in partnership with our sponsor, The Rugby Shop. If you're a fan of Major League Rugby like we are, make sure you check them out at therugbyshop.com for all the latest MLR fan gear. They truly have awesome gear. They have great products, as you can see. Great that you can get this nice, great uh, quarantine hat, uh, quarantine2020, hashtag rugby strong at therugbyshop.com. Rob, uh, do you want to explain how run, pass, and kick works? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to introduce our guest in our second season. Uh, we are truly honored uh, to have somebody here who is certainly a, a legend and left a mark on uh, USA Rugby for sure. Uh, none other than uh, the wonderful Tony Lamborn has graced us with his presence. Uh, thank you for joining us, Tony. Hey, no worries. Thanks, guys. Scott. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're... I've been a huge fan for a lot of years. I've met you on two occasions, and each time you've been uh, so gracious with your time. 
uh, taking a picture with my son and I and taking a, taking some time to chat with me uh, at the rugby weekend here in Chicago, ding, uh, a, a couple <laughs> years back. So I really appreciate it. And I know the fans love you for, for what you do for the sport and your, and, and how much time you give to, to folks uh, here in the United States. Um, so uh, just so everybody's aware, for those of you who don't follow the uh, rugby rant on a consistent basis, we're going to use the run pass or kick interview style. Basically, Tony, what that means is uh, either Scott or I will throw out a question and we'll prompt you with run, pass, or kick. We'll ask the question, and you have a choice. Just like in rugby, you got to make decisions on the fly. Your choice is you can run with the question, which is to say you're going to answer the question. You can uh, pass a question, which means eh, you don't want to answer that one, or you can kick the question to one of us. Just identify who it is you want to kick it to, and uh, we have to answer uh, in a manner that we think is consistent with how you would answer. And you can tell us that we're uh, that we're way off the mark, or you tell us that we're spot on. Or, or I'm just, always right, Tony. Just yeah. remember, I'm always okay. right. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, are you ready for the run, pass, or kick challenge, Tony? I'm ready. I'm ready. Far away. Beautiful. All right. Um, I was doing some research. I had to do a little bit of digging, and and some people call it stalking. I try to avoid that term, uh, but I was doing some research. And I found a nice YouTube clip, you and your family together. Uh, and uh, you have a rather interesting nickname, Run, Pass, or Kick. Can you tell us how you got the nickname, the Curry Dog? Oh, uh, I'm going to kick it. I'm going to kick it. Because I don't think the, my answer is too, too safe for the, for the show. I'm going to kick it to – hey, Scotty, this is all you. <laughs> oh, obviously – you know, me, me being, I've, I, I, I travel to Europe often, specifically the UK. So I'm just going to guess you hit every kebab and, and chip shop you can find and, and, and have that, those, those chips with the curry on it. They call you the curry dog. There we go. The say the what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. In the UK, you go to the chip shop after a match, you, after you had a couple and you have some curry on your chips, you know, you never had that before. Jeez, man. I mean, I've heard of but you, it's you, your pronunciation is, is all wrong. It's it's curry, curry. Oh, it's, okay, no curry. There's no curry. So curry in New Zealand and uh, in Maori here in New Zealand means dog. So they call me curry. This is they call me dog. Uh-oh, okay, all right. So let me amend. Let me, let me amend. <laughs> uh, they call me dog. Well, I'll just I'll put Rob up for saying uh, saying it incorrectly, so I didn't understand. So let oh, me amend. It's my fault. Oh, okay. Obviously, because I'm always right. <laughs> no, hey, no. Listen, the, all the, all the boys they pronounce it curry. They say curry dog, curry dog. Like, and all the boys in the US and the Eagles team, they all call me curry, but they know the mean. They know what it's supposed to like. They're supposed to say, but yeah. It, it's, <laughs> so, all right. So let me. It's one of those things you have to know. <laughs> I'll amend. I'll amend because you're always on the hunt for that jackal. Jackals are the federal little dogs. There you go. I like it. I'll take that. All right. All I know is I, I see this is the uh, – you're, you're like a hunter, right? You're going hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We use dogs. We use the, the cootie dogs. We go and get our bulls, our, t- our pigs. So they've all got obviously big, big bull tusks. And tusks yeah. Throw them up. yeah. There you go. So and, – and I, I – I knew you were a hunter. Again, I was stalking you on Facebook a little bit. I saw there were a lot of uh, pictures of you hunting uh, on Facebook. 
So I want you to tell the truth on this one, run past your kick. When you watch the Looney Tunes, you know, Daffy and Bugs and, and all that with your son, do you root for Elmer Fudd or Bugs Bunny? Um, oh, it's a tough one because I'm going to run with it. It's a tough one because uh, my son, he's got, a, he's got a soft heart and he doesn't want to see Bugs get, get the bullet, man. So we, I've got to... <laughs> I've got a back Bugs, man. Bugs Bunny, he's my right. man. He, he, yeah, we can't be seeing him on the ground. Nah, no way. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're a human, a, 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 an animal, animal lover like all of us, you know. Of course. Uh, just, of course. I got a little baby bunny living in my yard, and my, my little terrier can't wait to get a hold of it, but I can't I can't oh, let her yeah. free, man. They, so, were born, they were born to kill, man, those terriers, I tell you. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, she goes crazy at the window. But no, seriously, uh, I want to turn a little bit more to on a serious note. Uh, you're New Zealand born and bred, um, but qualified to play for the United States because your father's an American. Run past or kick. Are there any personal challenges for you balancing these two halves of your rugby career? I'll run with that. So yeah, it has been challenging um, because once I play for the US that made me a, a an international test a capped player and to play overseas now these days anywhere you um, there's a limit on how many players that you can uh, how many test and capped players you can have in your team international guys so J- Japan for instance you're allowed uh, two capped internationals on the field at once and maybe three or four in the whole entire squad so uh, me not really being a superstar type style rugby player or guy, uh, it makes it really hard to get picked up by teams like that in Japan or um, France, UK, stuff like that. It's, it's pretty tough. So um, with regards to your question, it, it is that that would only, I would say, be the negative side of it. Or um, other than that, I don't regret anything. I don't. I don't regret. Um, making the decision to come play for the US. So I, I, I loved every time I played, put the jersey on and I've, I've um, worn it with, with pride and and uh, given it given everything I've got for that jersey, yeah. Absolutely. And just for the record, I, I want to let you know that you're a superstar here in the United States and uh, you're welcome back to NOLA anytime. My guys would love mm. to have you on the pitch, my friend. So... Uh, I'm just making a plug for Nola. Hopefully, Tim Falca is listening. Yeah, man, we we keep in touch. Good, good. Yeah, we're always talking. Good. Who knows? I like to hear that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, like we said, you've spent a bit of time in the United States. Uh, You've spent a little time in in San Diego, in in New Orleans. And, of course, you spent time training with the boys on the Eagles squad. Uh, Run past or kick. What do you enjoy about the United States? I'll run. Um, I I think I'm the same as most players. I, I enjoy the friendships you make. Um, like I've got friends that I'll – some best friends I'll have forever that I've met, like playing rugby and that I still communicate with. You know, I talk to Cam Dolan on a daily basis. So I love that guy. He's one of my best mates. And um, – yeah, I'd say it's the friendships that you make and getting to explore the country too, you know. Like you said, not born and bred in, in – I wasn't born and bred in the States. So 
um, getting to explore the US has, has been and has, has been such a privilege, and um, I've loved every minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, uh, just want to reiterate, Cam Dolan, I'm sure would love to have you back on on at the gold mine. Just just saying that. So <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's my shameless plug, man. I got to do something. Yeah, um, okay, you gotta so, do something. so I want to go uh, again. I, I think, you know, we think you're a superstar. You, you have, uh, you're, you're uh, one of the top Eagles. I think on Harry Bennett's podcast, you ju- you talked about the fact that somebody like yourself, um, you're, an, you're an almost automatic selection for, for, for an Eagle, you know, test. Um, and in large part, that's due to your, to your, uh, extensive, uh, rugby resume. Um, you're a super rugby champion with my Hurricanes, um, and uh, you're the owner of a Ranfurly Furley Shield championship title uh, with Hawks Bay. Um, run, pass, or kick, which of these championships do you treasure more? I'll run. I'll run with it. Um, oh. Let me explain. For the people that are going to be that are watching, um, to win a Super Rugby title is is a dream come true. Like I would never have imagined that, never dreamt that. Um, but in saying that, to win a Ranfurly Shield in New Zealand, and for Hawks Bay, who had had it fifty something years prior, they hadn't had it for fifty plus years. We won that. I was the youngest in the team. I was 20, I think, 21 when, when we got it. Um, I'm going to say the Renfrew Shield. That was my that was my most memorable moment, something I'll never, ever forget. I'm not going to forget winning a Super Rugby title either, but, yeah, I just will never forget that moment, the um, the excitement, the energy that it brought in, this, in our city. Like, I mean, the streets were chocker full of people um we they like had party for two days just like it was crazy and because i was the youngest in the team i had to look after the shield oh <laughs> i'll leave you guys in a little secret so like the next day there was going to be so much media they said to us like look after the ship tonight there's so there's going to be so much media attention tomorrow like don't drop it don't break it like make sure it's in good nick and i'm like this is all on me. Like this is, oh, man. I've got this, I've got it, I've got it. So what the boys did is they they used strapping tape and they strapped it across, across <laughs> the back. And it was on my back at the start and then I put it on my front. And like, obviously we're partying. Like this is, it's a big, this is a big event. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, seen the Ranfurly Shield before, but it's, it literally does look like a big, a shield. Yeah. Got a big silver badge in the middle with um or whatever. And then around the outside it's got these little plates, these other little mini shields all the way around the outside. And on the shield it has the date, uh, the team and the year that the they won it versus who every time it's been won. And this thing is hundreds of years old, man. Like this thing is it's old, man. It's like the coolest, best trophy ever. And so Man, we just went hard. All of us, we went crazy. And I had to be the last one standing, of course, because I had the, the shield. So anyway, 
I wake up in my room. I don't know how I got there. The shield's still strapped to me. I'm on my back. I'm still fully clothed in my in our um and our number ones. And it's like my alarm's going off. And I don't know how I, I must have set that. Can't remember setting the alarm, but I made it. I didn't get time to have a shower. Chuck chuck my backpack on, chuck my travel bag, we're off. And the boys are like, mate, have you seen what's wrong with the shield? And I'm like, no, what's wrong? And they, they're like, there's three, like the mini shields, three of them are missing. They're just, they're falling off. And I'm like, and I'm like, where? I can't see it. Like it's on my chest. I'm like, no, what? And there's three of these shields missing and panic hits. And they're like, get it off. Get it off. Because uh, like that would have been all over the news. Just like, and it would have been fingers pointed at me. Right, right, right. After it. And so uh, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. And we're, we're at the airport. We get on the plane and everyone's just like, oh, how are we going to cover this up? Like, what? how are we going to do this? And <laughs> we landed in Napier. This is Hawke's Bay. And I put my hand in my pocket and I pull out three mini shields <laughs> that were in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, and the shield, the, the manager's about to walk off the shield. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> And so the manager's like, what? And I'm like holding out these shields and everyone's just pissing themselves laughing. Like, this is hilarious. <laughs> and some of us were chewing gum. The only way we could stick them back on, because they're, they're all nailed on, only way we could stick them on was gum. So we got gum. And, mate, they didn't fall off. They like It was just like, don't touch, don't touch the shield. No, you can't touch the photos only. Because if you knocked it, man, it would have just fallen off. So, yeah, that's... Uh, there's a little story behind that that victory, and that's why that is another reason why it would be my most memorable and most favorite. Listen, sometimes it's about the experience and not right. necessarily the best thing you did, you know, in a professional career. It's right. sometimes about how you get there with that particular team. I'm sure Rob has had that feeling. I know yeah. I've had that feeling. Um, and sometimes it's even a team that you know you get all the way and then you lose too, and you still feel that was the best. Yeah, definitely. That's a great. And we love it. We lost the shield four days later against County's Manukau. <laughs> there you go. And then we got it the next year. We got it back the next year off County's Manukau. Oh, wow. I won it twice. Oh, that's – man, that's awesome, man. That is a story for the ages. I'm telling you, I, I don't think I've heard a, a better rookie story than that one. Because, you know, it's like every team that I know of, when they tour, they have something that the rook has to – youngest player has to carry with them, right? When – when yeah. I played, it was a monkey, right? Uh, they carry the monkey. We went to Spain and toured, and we had to make sure that our youngest guy had the monkey with him at all times. And and my son plays for LU, and there they have a lion that the youngest player has to carry with him. And man, they catch hell if they don't have it with him at a, at the right time. So it's what a what a great story. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. That was uh, that that That's I cool. haven't heard that one. That's awesome, man. Um, so so uh, uh, on that note of excellent stories. Um, Scott, if you wouldn't mind rolling this sure. video, uh, we just want to share something with our fans. Maybe not all of them have seen this. So that'll be good. I'll tell you what, Smithy, this crowd are doing their best. And Ooh. here we go. Two. 
I got to say that, that he scored a good takedown on that one. <laughs> that was an excellent takedown, Tony. I must admit, I'm and I officiate wrestling. I love that one. So, uh, you know, I, the reason I caught this, I was listening to Harry Bennett's uh, interview of you, and, and you talked about this uh, very event and told the whole story. Um, but this is a nice little dust up um, on the Rugby Player podcast uh, discussed there. Um, but I want to ask you a little different angle on this one. Run, pass, or kick. Do you agree or disagree with the following quote? A center is a loose forward without the arrest record. Because uh, uh, just to be clear, you got arrested essentially for this. You got the red card tag, mate. I did, man. I got six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to kick it. I'm going right. to kick it. But because you answered the question, Rob, it's all Scott. It's all Scott. All right. So it's uh, going to me? No. Oh, well, okay, yeah, no, Rob, you got it. You got it. All right. All right. Uh, I'm saying absolutely not. Forwards <laughs> own their actions all the time. Backs, centers, they look pretty and they look nice. And, and uh, when – Yeah, no, I know. And And when they get in trouble – they look for the first girl to hang out with and scurry away so they don't get arrested. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. Forwards take ownership of their actions, mate. I would have gone with that. I would have answered like that. Yeah. For sure. So I got a question. That's your American side with that right cross. That's that's from your American father. Ah. <laughs> ah. They're from getting punched in the face by my brothers too many times. And they're like... <laughs> I'm like, okay, how did they used to get me? Yeah, right hand first. Okay, just go with the right hand. <laughs> I mean, that was a style, a solid hit. That was a stone-cold solid hit. I loved it. Yeah. That was awesome. But the thing that pissed me off the most is that the ref was like a number of punches and followed with an elbow to the face. And I was like, an elbow to the face? I never threw an elbow, but that would have been cool if I threw an elbow. Wow. Well, I mean, when you were going down, you know, you had, you had your hands up here a little bit, so maybe he thought you were – Going down yeah. with that elbow a little bit, you know? Yeah. Hey, you could be right. And let me just tell you, I've, I've gotten a few dust-ups, and I had to use the elbow once or twice, and it is an effective tool in close combat. So, yeah. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so you may or may not have used that elbow. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, I didn't use the elbow. I can't remember. <laughs> well, that's awesome, mate. It was, well, from what I understand – from the story you told, it got the boys energized and they came away with a victory. So I'm sure it was all well worth it. They did. So uh, let, let's move forward a little bit. You know, again, I, I've listened to a few other interviews uh, and you recently earned your level two coaching certification in New Zealand. Uh, and it's well established. You've talked about this and again, in Harry Bennett's podcast, um, and you've expressed a desire uh, to coach rugby, perhaps after hanging up your boots, run pass or kick. What is your level of interest in coaching rugby right here in the U.S. of A? Yeah, I'll run with that. Um, yeah, obviously I'm passionate about rugby. Uh, I know rugby. Um, it's one of my favorite things uh, to be doing. Um, and I just, you know, they talk about life after rugby and they talk about um, like how it can be quite tough getting – hanging up the boots and then just kind of walk completely walking away. And I just was like, 
I don't know if I can see myself walking away. Like, I'd still want to be involved with, with rugby in some way. And I think, I think if obviously, um, if I'm going to start at the bottom, say club rugby and, and whatever else, even my son's ripper rugby team, you know, <laughs> um, you got to start somewhere. And I think, I think I'll get a feel for it. And I'll, but after the first two or three years, I think I'll be, I'll realize I'll be good enough or not. So I think, um, Going back to your, your question, I'd love to coach in the US and I definitely yeah. see myself I definitely see myself coaching over there, uh, whether that be for a university team or an MLR team. Um, but I think I I see myself ending my finishing my career in the US as well. I think I see myself mm. ending up there and my family all growing up there and um, so yeah. I see myself. <laughs> I see you, Scotty. <laughs> I see myself finishing up in the States and, uh, and yeah, and coaching up there. And so, yeah, I don't – at the moment, I don't see myself doing anything else. That's but awesome. If it wasn't to go to plan and I wasn't to do the coaching thing, then um, I'm confident enough to, to, to be all good. Mentally as well, because, you know, some people it can be hard, but I'm a qualified um, um, builder as well. So um, I can always fall back on that. My brother's got a, a, um, a massive um, construction company here in Hawke's Bay. And uh, my, my, my dad and my, uh, my older brother have a really successful um, uh, like mulching business where they go through the forestries and mulch all their, all their, uh, stuff that they don't take away. So, you know, I could be driving diggers. I could be, you know, I'm a man of many trades. So, but again, going back to your question, I do see myself coaching in the States and, uh, and, and finishing up and playing there as well. Well, you know, you're always welcome. And, and the MLR certainly could benefit uh, from your experiences, uh, not only in New Zealand, but here in the United States as a, as a U.S. Eagle. Uh, number 492, by the way. For those who don't know, um, right. I'm going to lighten it you up a little bit. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, I don't leave any stone unturned, my friend. Um, so uh, I'm going to go on a little lighter side uh, on the note. I did a little little digging again on Facebook, and and I, uh, we have a shared passion for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. This is a run, pass, or kick. Tough question. Uh, what are your top five Red Hot Chili Peppers songs? Ooh. Um, Californication, which that would be top top five. Yeah, Californication, Under the Bridge. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scar Tissue. There you go. Yeah, my last two. Oh, that's tough. The last two. Uh. Give it away now. Oh, Give, it away. Give it away now. <laughs> Actually, that might be my top three. Uh, and then the uh, other side. Oh, that's a good tune too. Yeah. Absolutely. That, no, that's a solid top five. That's a solid, that's a solid, solid top, five. top five. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's your more common ones, that's for sure. But that's me. Those are my, that would be my top five. That was a tough question. Sure. <laughs> 
That's what we aim, we aim to put out the challenge, my friend. I mean, when you're talking about run past your kick, we don't want to make it easy on you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get a little bit more into your in, into rugby here with this next question. Uh, I, I was I was just waiting for, and I'm probably going to butcher this one too. A, a, a Torah. I even watched the video, mate, to get it right, and I still butchered it. Aotearoa. Aotearoa. Okay. I didn't even get it right. So I tried to get the uh, the rolling the rolling tongue in there. So uh, I, I watched the first match for this year's competition, and when you scored, I was so excited for you because you were the first player to score in this new competition with all the yeah. derbies happening across the country. Um, yeah. After hanging up your boots, run past your kick, will this be one of those moments that stand out individually in your career for you? Uh, I'll run. Um, yeah, it will be something I'll remember forever, scoring the very first try. Um, but, hey, you know, talking about backs and forwards before, you know, it'll be, it might be something that the backs would care a little more about. I don't really care too much about scoring tries. I'd be more stoked about having a having a one point lead against the Crusaders, and they're on our try line on the 79th minute, and I get a turnover. That's there you go. A, that's more my that's scoring the game winning try type stuff, man. Okay, it's the little right. stuff. It's it's the little stuff that you do like that that win you matches time and time again. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But you can always you you can always hang this one over on Bowden Barrett's head. You, know? you said that. Not, you said that. Not me. <laughs> you said it. You right. said it. Not me. Okay. So, uh, um, here's a, a real serious question, um, and we've talked about it at, at uh, as the MLR rant, um, and it's been discussed a lot uh, out there in social media world, uh, and most recently, stuff.co.nz article said that the USAR is conducting a feasibility study to determine whether to put in a bid to host Rugby World Cup in 2027 or 2031. Run, pass, or kick, is the United States, or will they be ready, the United States, that is, to host Rugby World Cup 2027 or 2031, do you think? Yeah, run. I'm running with it. Yeah, I think they will. Um, I mean... Will they be ready in the next three years? No. Next year, no. Um, but 31, definitely. 27, more than likely. Yeah. I think the union itself needs to be more, I don't know. Obviously, they've had a tough year, man. 2020 has been tough for the, for the, for the US. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it's been tough for them, and, and they've got to rebuild. And I don't know if it, that's something that you can um, rebuild in two or three years. In seven years, I think, yes, definitely. So, yeah, 2027, 31, yeah, I think that'd be good. I mean, we've, we've got the stadiums, right? I mean, we've got the, we've got the fields. We've got, we've got the facilities, that's for sure. Yeah, and and I've always said that you know the the only challenge and difficulty is is 
getting a rugby pitch inside of a football stadium, right? Yeah. There's, you know, an American football stadium. Like you, you played in, you saw the Chicago, uh, uh, Chicago pitch yeah. here at Soldier Field, and they those those uh, end lines were pretty tight. Just uh, tight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So think, we'll see. I think the the biggest thing for the U.S. and you can guys can go back, uh, rant fans, to some of our previous episodes. We talked about it. But sometimes some of the smaller places like um, Red Bull Arena only holds about, I think, 25,000 people. So you can't really have a final there if, if you're going to have, you know, let's say New Zealand versus England. But yeah. the dimensions are so good for a pitch that it's, yeah. it's hard not to say that that wouldn't be one of the places you can play. But I think it's just finding the right stadiums for those big matches where, you know, the ticket sales are going to be right. you know, this, this big. Um, and yeah. I think we can do that. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. I mean, <sighs> rugby is the fastest growing sport in America. There's going to be stadiums built for rugby. I mean, you look at the Houston um, stadium they've got there. That's like, obviously, it's not the mass, the biggest stadium in the world, but that's a good start for sure. Uh, I don't know how many people that fits. Maybe 20,000, maybe? I think, yeah. yeah. Something like that, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to touch back on, on uh, Robert asked you about coaching and maybe coming to the United States to coach. And, and you had mentioned already that, you know, you see your career, your professional career coming to America. Um, so instead of the run pass or kick, I'm just going to, you can give me a, a yes or no answer. Um, has any team been in contact with you concerning the 2021 MLR season? You don't have to say the name, just a quick yes or no. Yes. Bingo. Nice. <laughs> Good oh, to hear. What was that? Multiple teams. Yeah. We like to hear that. Whether it's with Rooney or 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 Nola or, or some other team, we'd like to hear it. We'd like to see it. It's not LA LA or San Diego. <laughs> yeah, we don't San Diego. What's wrong with him? Scotty? Uh well, I mean, LA, everybody just hates on the name. I mean, do you really want to be a Giltini? I mean, to be honest, I think their kits are awesome. I think they're 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 even their their logo was was pretty good. Um, everybody just hates San Diego just because they're so dominant. So they're and New England. If you go to New England, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's true. He hates on the flapjacks all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, no doubt about that. Uh, that's a fair comment. Yeah. I mean, um, the Giltinis. Ooh. Tough old name. Uh, wouldn't have been my first pick, that's for sure. Um, yeah, but those colors for the kid are fire. I'll tell you that. I haven't even seen them. I haven't even oh. had a look, to be honest. Take a look. Yep. I'm busy, go- man. I've been trying to win a Super Rugby title with the Blues, you know. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> I that out. I wish just, this was the last day yesterday. I'm back home now in Hawks Bay, so she's all, you know, you guys got priority. I, got, I put you guys, <laughs> I put you guys up first. Well, we appreciate that. Um, so let's uh, uh, let's end with one last question, and it's a serious question. Uh, run past or kick on this one. I'm going to paint a scenario. It is the year 2040, and you are told that there is going to be a celebration in your honor. In fact, it will be a proper roast of Tony Lamborn. Run past or kick. Who would be the MC? and what is the greatest Tony Lamborn story that will be told? Oh, man, I don't know. 
I'll run him. I'll run. I think, uh, oh, for starters, I can't imagine there being a uh, being one of those for me. The MC. I don't know. Oh, it's a tough one. It's a good one. Um, someone like someone like John Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> my first class of the year. Yeah, and I still talk to Mitch to this day. Like good man. Um, he'd be the MC because uh, we'd keep in touch, and obviously he follows my rugby and. He's seen and, and uh, witnessed a few stories um, with the U.S. team. Uh, and I think the story that will be told at the party would be something that I'm going to do in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, the best is yet to come. I like that. It would be damn hard. Rob, the best is yet to come, man. All right. Yeah. Nice. I, and here I thought you were going to tell us about the, you know, the Ranfurry Shield would, uh, story would be the best story. But, man, if you can top that, that would be something special. Oh, man, I've got a story for that, the Ranfurry Shield, but I can't, that can't be exposed. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that stays between the players and myself. That will never be, I don't think it will ever go out of that circle. I respect that. So, yeah. Awesome, Tony. Well, uh, I tell you what, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit down and have a chat with you. And uh, and we've really enjoyed uh, your stories and your perspective and take not only on, on rugby here in the United States, but also in New Zealand. Um, whatever the next step in your rugby career is, we'll be following it very closely, whether that takes you to Japan or brings you back to the United States. Uh, and and we'll, be, we'll be cheering you on from behind. And hell, I, I'll host uh, that uh, Tony Lamborn roast. If if you don't have one, I'll host it because I want I want to hear that story that you can't tell. That'll come out. Yeah, you have to hit me with some truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hit me with some truth serum for that one, man. All right, tight right. lip. Yeah, it'll be like Elaine Bennis and the Schnapps. We we'll just feed you a little Schnapps, and then uh, the whole can of worms will open up. Not take me a little more. <laughs> All right. I got a few good stories. Excellent, mate. Well, again, it's been a pleasure. We want to thank you from the the Rugby Rant for joining us tonight. And uh, we wish you well in the next phase of your rugby career. And we'll be uh, waiting, chomping at the bit uh, to see the Eagles back on the pitch so we can watch you jackal uh, your way down the field. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Cheers, guys. Thanks for watching. Cheers, mate. Stay safe. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.